Hi Lola, what's up? Yeah, good. Welcome to our tech podcast, Tech with Hero. Thank you. <laughs> it's such an honor to have you on our podcast, Daniel. Yeah, it's, it's an honor to be here as well. Okay, um, business. Um, I hope my audio is good. Yeah, it is. Okay. Okay, so um, welcome to this um, episode on Tech with Hero. And for today's topic, it's going to be the role of user research in design. Diving more into the insights and best practices. Practices, you know, um, um, this month has been from last month. This month has just been on designers, and we we are keen on designs basically, and we are trying to dish out information to designers, ensuring that they understand how it is starting from concepts to masterpiece, and now talking more on how. The role of user research is very important because I feel um, research is the first thing you dive into before trying to design what you want to design on. And here with me is Elijah Bolu, he's a creative designer and animator. Okay, I've known uh, Elijah for quite a while now and he's been doing so great in the design space. Welcome, Elijah. Yeah, thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. Thank you. Okay. Okay, um, quick one. Would you um, just give a brief introduction about yourself? All right. So, um, like you mentioned already, my name is Elijah. And yeah, I've been in the design space for over seven years now. Um, wow honestly it, it has been um interesting it has been fun and i've been able to actually learn a lot over the year right so yeah i do a lot of things when it comes to design and that's because i love design so much i do graphic design i do motion design i do ui us design i mean i i didn't learn all of these things at once i it was more like mm-hmm. just um evolving but everything I've been doing has actually been around design. Well, aside photography that I do for fun anyways. <laughs> but uh, when it comes to my career, everything I've been doing over the years uh, has actually been around design because I just love design so much. Yeah, so basically that's it about me. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I know you've been a designer for quite a while now. I agree so well. Even the photography, funny enough, is actually still related to design, you know, because then when you get yeah. pictures, they're all graphics. So, yes, actually, you <laughs> know, you, like, use, yeah. um, you use imaging when designing a product, when designing flyers, or exactly. Or, you, know, so. you could say it's still kind of related to design, visual, exactly, like that, visual, anyways. yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay, so, um. I would like you to just share a bit because that's where we're not diving into. We are actually going to use your research properly, but we just want to know how you got started in the field of user research and design. How what happened? What what triggered oh design is the design is the way for me or design is the life for me? 
why not program what trigger that all right so um before i started out as a designer then i mean years ago before seven years ago right um i actually okay so the, the i learned uh, when i was in 200 level actually my dad is awesome i'm sorry not 200 level uh uh gss2 rather when i was in gss2 my dad um took me to a computer engineer to go and learn a craft like computer engineering not computer school now i mean computer engineering where i get to learn how to fix computers both software and hardware right so i was there for three years and one of the criteria um to graduate like something they call freedom in nigeria like if you want to do freedom if you want to graduate from that training school you um one of the um criteria for that is to buy a laptop so my dad had to get me a laptop then and honestly i was so happy so one day i was just installing a lot of softwares i mean then i I don't have access to internet so much so i got this disc that had like a couple of softwares inside of it and then i was just installing everything i was installing software that i don't even know what they do and then I, I stumbled on the software called CorelDRAW and I installed CorelDRAW. But I don't wow. know what CorelDRAW is for, I don't know what it does. But then there's one thing about me, when I navigate through softwares, I kind of just get um, what the software does. So that was what I was doing basically, just navigating my way around CorelDRAW and then I got to understand what CorelDRAW is used for, even though there were a lot of things I didn't understand then. I was creating flyer. To me, those flyers were like awesome <laughs> until I gained admission into um, university, which is FUTA, Federal University of Technology. Oh. And okay. I attended a fellowship for the first time that day, which is um, FSF, First Quest Student Fellowship. And on okay. the projector screen, I saw something, I saw things totally different from what I've been doing. <laughs> I saw design. Yeah, I saw design in a different dimension and dimension. all of a sudden everything I've been doing just looked like trash, honestly. So yeah, everything the uh, the preacher was talking about was being displayed and in a way, I mean, all of those things that were being explained was also being represented on the projector screen graphically and it even made me understood what the preacher was talking about even more and simpler. I was literally gazing um, on that projector screen almost throughout the service that day. Honestly, after that day, I had to just go and meet um, them and say, okay, please, I want to join this team. All right. From that point, I saw design in another dimension and I just kind of developed a, a very strong... Um, love for design right so from there i started um learning design i mean i had a couple of people around me then that was willing to help all right so from that was where my journey started in design so i started learning design from i mean graphic from there i moved to motion design and then i was just doing my thing from there until one day uh my wife she was my friend then even before she became my fiance she was my friend then so she okay. told me about product design. So I was like, okay, product design, what's product design? I've not heard about product design before, right? So I went to search about what product design is all about. 
And honestly, one of the things I found out was product design. Uh, when when you are working on when you are designing a product, it um, helps you solve real life problems, right? Yeah, real so life now, problems. Graphic design, motion design solves problem, right? Um, and the problem it solves is actually like trying to explain lots of um, information in a graphical form, and you just get to understand what someone is talking about, right? But reading about product design made me even fall in love with product design more because I can solve real life problem. Really? Wow. <laughs> I need to try this out. All right. So it was then I, I figured out, okay, product design, you can use product design to build, uh, to design mobile apps, websites, and you get to solve real life problem. That's one thing actually made me develop a strong desire to learn product design. And that was how I actually got into um, the um, product design, user research, user interface, um, um, what is it called, niche. Yeah, so that that, that was just the um, run through. (laughs) Wow, that's awesome. So it's just like the starting. Hello? Can you hear me? Uh, yes, I can hear you now, but I wasn't hearing you before. Okay, I can't tell you again. Just like the... Uh, can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you now. You starting first with um, getting uh, a particular. Um, Lola, your voice is glitching. Of, of, um, of that that you saw. Uh, so let's yeah. just like dive straight down into um, user research, basically. So, um, for our listeners, you know, uh, who might just be new, you know, listeners are just like, not, we don't, we have like different categories of people. We have the steps that they are just new into the system. They really don't know much about um, the system. We have the one that, um, we have the one that, um, the ones that okay they are they've started already and they have like two years experience and we have the ones that are actually um guru in the field so for the ones that are just new to the concepts they might be wondering what user research is so could you just like explain what user research is and why you feel it's an important thing in the design process all right thank you so much for this question actually this this is an interesting question honestly when i started uh product design when i started um ui design um i'm actually one of the self-taught guys in the space right so i got wrong actually you know after doing uh, like after getting to know about what product design is and you know, I'm a graphic designer. I just basically jumped into the UI aspect alone, and I didn't uh, fully understand to then that I had to also 
of course you can focus on just ui design you can focus on just ux design all right but actually i wanted to solve a life problem which was one of the reasons why i got started into it but i was not actually doing the aspects that would help me achieve that uh, goal which is the user experience aspect right so along the way i got to understand that okay i actually need to do this so i had to just um re-strategize my 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 um design process and then i started doing ux design and ui designs right all right so what is um user research all right so user research um design is something you do um you know i mentioned at that time that there's user experience design and there's user interface design so when it comes to user experience design so user research design is one of the processes one of the processes you go to when you are working on user experience design all right so let me first start by saying okay what is user experience design so now you are working on a product um and another thing i would like to quickly chip in is most times when you hear user experience design or ui design you think the only thing that we think about is website and maybe mobile apps no it's actually more wider than that even though that's what i'm focused on but i just felt to chip that in as well because of the kind of example I want to use right now, right? So let's take, for example, um, a company wants to start making um, water closets. We all know what water closets is, right? So now, how the users, how users will interact with that product, what their experience will be. I mean, there are some water closets that you, 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 when you are using them, you won't even know you've been sitting on that water closet for the past one hour. Why? Because one way or the other, I just kind of enjoy sitting on it because number one, you feel so much comfortable sitting on it. Number two, your body's not aching you and all of those things. That's what we mean when we are talking about user experience. So when a user is using your product, what is their experience like? How do they feel when they are using their product? When they are using your product, do they feel cool? Do they feel good? Or they feel uh maybe annoyed or let me say uh what's the word what's the word or maybe they just feel after they, they use your product they just feel angry and they, they're like what is this trash you understand mm-hmm. so it's not pleasing so it's not yes, <laughs> exactly so the kind of experience okay. the user would have with your product that's what we, we call user experience and to be able to design a very great product for your user experience phase to be solid you must take your user research very very serious okay. exactly so like i mentioned user research is is not even just a, an aspect of user experience it's the first thing that you need to do when you are working on a product so let me uh, yeah so that's that's just um what user research is so when when you go when you are working on um user research it helps you solve the life problem that's where um solving of the whole problem comes in of course you, right. you get to solve problems when you are working on you user interface as well but the major problems the real life problems that you need to solve is when you are working on your user experience design when you are working on your user research design so that's the, like the basic bedrock of solving real life problem which is like user research so basically, wow. that's what um, user research is. And you also said I should um, explain the importance. 
Yes, importance right. of it in design process. All right, um, in, in the importance. So let me use this example. Please don't say I like food, right? So I want to use <laughs> a scenario. So now let's okay. imagine you want to make a delicious cake. By the way, I like cakes, anyways. So you want to oh, make wow. delicious cake. Okay. But now you want to make it for your friend, actually, not that you want to make it for yourself. For right? yourself. So, uh, so let's say you have maybe three to four friends. They are coming to visit you. And then you want to make a delicious cake. So now you are not sure which um, flavor your friends would like, right? Okay. So now when it comes to cake, not even cake now, there are some other things like food, delicacies. We have different flavors and you can't just guess and say, okay, this guys, what they will like. Have this flavor. At that sure. point, you might just be talking based on your own personal, um, no. like what you love personally. What you but you don't know what they love. You can't just guess. Most of the times you would guess wrongly, except maybe you've known them for decades. A long time, sure. Exactly. So now, instead of guessing, you want to talk to your friends. You pick up your phone and then you call them. Hi guys, what's up? I want to make cakes for you guys. Which flavor would you guys prefer? Right? So now they tell you what they want and based on that information, you are able to like bring maybe let's say they are four and then they all give you the, the flavor they, they like and then based on that information you are able to get an idea of what each of them wants and even though those um flavor are not the same you are able to come up with the kind of cake that will still be similar and will be able to satisfy all the four of them right so that's basically what user research is so now, similarly, let's let's now come into the real like uh, design um, thing now, right? So user research is just about is about talking to people who want to use a particular product or service to understand their needs, to understand their preferences, and also to understand their problem. Remember, I said initially, it's all about solving real life problems. Now there are a lot of problems, different people have their own preferences, they have their own needs, they, are, they have their own problems. Except you are a wizard or you are a witch. <laughs> you <laughs> honestly cannot know what exactly they want until you speak to them. And yeah, you might actually just want to guess and say, you know what, I know what these guys want. Probably because, uh, for example, I want to work on a FinTech product. Maybe let, you've worked on three different fintech products before and you have a solid experience when it comes to fintech and then you just say okay let me just because i've done three fintech product projects before i know what these guys want let me just design this fourth fintech product on my own you might want to do that but honestly i can assure you that that project that product might fail because at every point in time maybe you even designed those three fintech products three years ago and now this is the fourth year you can't expect even even some products that you design when you design them um and people start using that product for maybe one or two years those people using that product their needs their wants would even start changing which is why you even need to keep updating and when when you see products like facebook whatsapp app products you start seeing something like version one version 1.1 version 1.3 why I mean, they did use our research before the before building the product, right? So why not just build that product and just leave it? 
because the needs of the users keep changing, right? Okay, so okay. you can't say because you've designed a similar product before, you just want to go ahead and just guess that okay, this is what these users will like. No, honestly, that product there's every like there's high tendency that that product will fail, right? So it's all about approaching um those people that will use that particular product. Okay, you do like a a kind of um, research about them is a kind of survey just to understand what they want, what they need, the problem that they are facing, and then coming up with a solid solution that solves that problem, that meets without needs, that meets without wants. So basically, that's what um, user research is, and that's how important it is when you're working, when you're building a product. User research would help you to solve the problem that the users are going through. So if you don't use, if you don't do user uh, user research, you won't know what the problem is and you won't be able to solve it, right? So if you want to solve those problems, you need to do user research. So that's okay. how important so, it is when you are working on the product. So, um, quick one on what you just explained, because right now it's seeming as though um, there is like a um, it's not it's not a big clear on on a particular part which I'm going to shed light on. Okay. And I need you all, and I need I'm going to like ask, and I need you to shed light on them. So if you are saying um, the designer will be the one to stretch out to the users, right, and um, send in um, survey for them to fill up and know what they really want, then are you saying because from the look of things. Uh, the designer is actually going to be getting what they need to do from uh, the product person or mm-hmm. the project manager. So, how we then have that part of going to meet the user because the, the company already have the user. Let's say, for example, mm-hmm. the, it's a B2B, for example, and the company already have the business that they want to service and they are giving out what they want to do or we want to create a financial platform whereby users can do this users can do that users can do this and they are sending it to the designer so how will the designer carry out this user research now are they going to go meet the business person or they just randomly guess people and start making research on them because we need to just like explain this um process okay that we understand. yeah all right um thanks for pointing that out all right so um when working on a um product it's uh like you get to work with different kind of things so it's possible you're working on a product and there's no product manager i mean or like a product manager or something right but the the basic idea is actually it's not just the designer, it's not just the UX designer that would be working on this um, aspect actually, because as a designer, um, especially when you are working on a product and you don't have like some major um, team members, like the product uh, manager that you mentioned the other time, right? In such a case, uh, it's, it's the work of the um, product designer to actually so when i'm working on the product one of the first thing i do is especially when that particular product doesn't have a product manager right 
one of okay. the things I always make sure to do is to reach out to the stakeholder and have a clear discussion with the person. Okay, what exactly do you want? What is your objective? What problem are you trying to solve? Who are your audience? Who are you trying to reach out to? All right. So when you um, are able to get all this information, and if there is also uh, a product manager on the team, all of these things are what you need to first discuss together as a team before okay. carrying out a kind of survey. So um, if the team is actually complete, the, you, the designer does not have to be the one to do it, but the designer must also be part of the user research process. You understand? And that was why I just mentioned it generally the other time that it's part of um, the task of a user um, experience designer, right? So it doesn't mean that just the user experience designer will be the one to do that. But what I mean is as a team, you guys must come together and have a clear objective so that everybody is on the same page. See, if everybody's on the same page, it will be easy for either the product manager or the designer to carry out that service successfully. You understand? Because yeah. you know who you are reaching out to, you know the problem you are trying to solve, you know um, the, what you are trying to achieve when you want to send out the survey. You understand? It becomes yeah. so much easier. Everybody's on the same page, and then you're able to draft out questions that are in line with that objective of the business that you're trying to push out to the audience. I hope that was clear enough. Yes, that was actually clear enough. Thank you, Enough. Thank you for that. All right. Okay, so um, let's get straight into the next question. And the next question, basically, right, is going to be um, what are some common methods or techniques you use to gather insights from users? I know you were explaining, you did mention of survey. What are the other methods mm-hmm. you think? <coughs> So maybe you can just share your method or generally method designers should use. All right, yeah. So there are um, different uh, methods you can use when you want to try to get some information um, from your users. Like the first thing I've uh, mentioned is actually um, the survey, which is to just get um, data from data um, from large number of um users so there are two um, platforms that you can use actually so there might be other ones but the ones that are mostly used are actually google forms and survey monkey so you can use that to create your survey so you kind of and actually i use um, google forms more because it's even it's easier to interact with and you can get to um ask your question and design your form as you want it, if the user would be maybe, um, if it would be an option, if it would be a checklist, if it would be a long answer or something, it's just easier to use. So the basic idea is to be able to, and of course, Google Forms would also, when you've been, you've gathered all your information, when you've got, gathered all your responses, Google Form also has this kind of feature that kind of shows you some graphical um, representation of the whole survey, the percentage of people that um, um, fill the form, maybe um, based on the location, maybe based on the age group, and all of those things. Yeah, SurveyMonkey does all of this too as well, but I just find it easy to 
use Google Forms. So that's one survey. Another um, way you can get um, your responses is actually interviews. And this one is this one works mostly when the company already have a product that they are they have out there. I mean, if this is a new product, it will be very hard to it might be very hard to start going out to to users and say, okay, please can I have an interview with you? Who are you? You understand? <laughs> These are like sure, who, are right, you? Right. who are you coming from? But for example, let's say I'm using I've been exactly so but for example now let's say I've been using YouTube. I mean I've been using YouTube for years now. And then someone is reaching out to me from YouTube that hi Elijah, I'm from YouTube. I would like to have an interview with you. Of course, I know YouTube. Yeah. I'm probably, I I'm with probably yeah. Exactly. I'm probably have been having some issues with YouTube over time. I even want to have an interview with that person to let them know that guys, I'm watching a video, your 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 adverts are getting too much. <laughs> I want to rant. I'm and I'm even eager to want to meet that person, right? So sure. interview yeah. interviews are mostly used when uh, of course, you can do interview if maybe the user, the users, uh, maybe maybe you want to meet with someone you already know. Of course, you can do that, but it'll be very hard to reach wide range of people you don't know, except it's a product that is already out there and people are using the product already. So you can reach out to those people and then get any information you want from them, right? So another way you can gather um, your resources, your um, information is actually through observations, right? So you get to, so there's this, for example, you can even use a tool like Google Analytics to gather, mm-hmm. like to observe a particular product. Okay, how many people are coming on this platform? When they come on this platform, what are they doing? Are they clicking on this button? Are they not clicking on it? And of course, this one too is, mostly used for products that are already existing. I mean, people are using it already. So you are able to get some analysis based on the fact that people are already using it. What are people having issues with when they are working on this product? Are they trying to make a payment and then when they get halfway, they just close the app? If they close the app, what actually happened? Why didn't they complete that process? You can just use tools like Google Analytics to um, observe what users are doing on a particular product and you can use that as well to just get some valid information, right? And another thing you can use to get information is, um, okay, so this one is basically not, um, like it, it doesn't come at the beginning of the project, it's usability, usability texting, right? Okay. So you can, you can, at the early stage of your design, you can come up with some low fidelity interfaces, which is like wireframes. Yeah, you can prototype those wireframes and send it out to people that would be interacting with your product, and then send it to them. Okay, please, I want to know what your experience is about these products. You can even give them a list of what to look out for when interacting, or maybe what you expect from them. And you can even not, you might even decide not to give them anything. You just give them that prototype. Okay, please, can you use this? Let me know what you think about this um, prototype. If you find it hard to do anything, just let me know. So there are some four ways that you can just um, use to gather information. But to just categorize it, if you are working on a new project, surveys 
um, is actually the best way to go about it. But if it's an already existing product, you can use interviews, you can use usability. No, yeah, of course, you can even use, um, you can use usability testing for both existing projects and new projects. But of course, that new project is not going to be from the very beginning. Because of course, before you can create wireframe, before you can prototype it, you already know what you want to do, which means you've been able to get, you've, you've been gathering some other information, maybe through service or interview before now, right? But of course, you can use usability testing as well. You can use observation, interviews and service. Okay. Yep. Uh, thank you. Thank you for that um, detail. Thank you for that. It was actually detailed enough. Okay, um, so uh, moving to the next question, and this one has to do with um, balancing user needs and business goals. There is always this thing whereby, okay, the uh, designers do say this word that um, in as much as I want to please the users, I also need to have in mind mm-hmm. that I need to make money for the business. So, no, um, <laughs> Um, designing for user needs is very crucial, but how do mm-hmm. you find that balance between meeting the user expectations and fulfilling the business objectives? Because you made mention of user research, sending all these documents to users or making surveys to the users. What if they say a lot of things that they want and the business is saying, hey, Elijah, we just want <laughs> this and this, you know, and you know it's a business that's actually paying salaries. So, <laughs> how do we find the balance in and still being you making a, a good product design? So, how do you find this balance when it comes to user research? All right. So, I've, I've actually made this mistake before. I mean, I, I created a survey on Google Forms, sent it to um, users like that I know that um, like um, the age group of people that would be using it. And then I reach out to the stakeholder to give the stakeholder a feedback. And then I got to realize that the product was actually meant for strictly business owners. And I'm like, wow, wow, <laughs> wow. like, wow. wow. <laughs> All right. So let me just answer the question. You know, I mentioned from the start that before you start working on a project at all, you want to um, have a deep discussion with the stakeholder or maybe with the whole team, if possible, right? So yeah. one of the reasons for that is you want to get to understand what the business objective is. You can't start your user research process without first knowing what the business objective is. All right. So when you get so now let's 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 go back to let me give an exam, example, right? Now I'll be using this cake again. Don't mind me that I like food, but <laughs> I want to that cake that we spoke about from the beginning. Let's go back there now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So user expect we have user expectation. We have business objective, right? So now you can think of the user expectation uh, like you can think of the user as someone with a sweet tooth and like someone that wants a delicious cake, right? And then you can yeah. think of the business objective as let's say the business needs to make profits by selling cake now to find a balance between these two 
you need to create the kind of cake which is like maybe the product or the services that is not only delicious and it does not only satisfy the users but you know i said the, you can think of the business objective objective as like maybe a business wants to make a profit by selling cake and the user wants a delicious cake all right so now to find a balance between the two is like you now you want to just you want to make a kind of cake that is delicious and also fulfill the business objective by making profits for the business all right so that's like a way you can balance the two you know it's possible you want to make a profit for the business and then the users and like maybe you can probably find a way to or let me say it in this way you are able to make a delicious cake but one way or the other it's not meeting up with the expectation of the business which is to make profit so probably the profit that um, the the business is thinking of making is maybe making 200,000 naira a month and then what you designed is only making them 50,000 naira a month yeah they're making profit but that's not the desired profit that they want to make you understand so like in like what that that scenario now is not actually solving the business objects even though it's solving it a little bit but in the real sense it's not solving it so now how do you get this done how do you balance um user um, expectation and business objective number one the first thing you want to do is user research i mean anything i want to mention here is mostly going most likely going to start with user research because basically yeah um business objective is very important as well but you also have to understand that um when you are working on a product it's basically for the users right if the users does not like what you are um pushing out to them even if the company wants to make profits if the users are not using it then the company cannot make the profit so users is always like number one right so the first thing you want to do is user research and i already mentioned some of the things you want you can do to get um responses from users which is survey interviews and all of those things so after you've been able to get that then you now want to define a clear objective so what does this mean defining a clear objective such as revenue targets cost constraints market share goals and all of those things so now defining a clear objective is like okay you meet with the stakeholder i what is the objective of uh, of the business like how much are you thinking of making annually what's the revenue like what's what's your budget what is the cost constraint like what it's just like basically trying to get a uh, uh um an, a clear objective of the business from the stakeholder so now you know the first thing is like getting to know the expectation of the users the second yeah. thing is to know the expectation of the stakeholder so once you've been able to get those two the next thing you want to do is to now identify a common ground between these two now let me use an example to to explain what i mean by this so let's say for example a a top for, for a top road product now like a try no not a travel just like a top pro product right so now some family members want adventure that's what they want that's what they need right and now a company or a, a product wants to promote a new destination so probably 
you have maybe five destinations that you are currently pushing out like to people that okay you can actually have a nice time in this location so let's say those five locations are just like a place you can go and have fun right so now the user wants to have adventure and you want to build a new destination for your users so it will make a whole lot of sense if you choose to now like create an adventure adventurous destination to satisfy both needs so now this is what i mean um the product the uh, business objective is like you want to create a new destination but you don't know the kind of destinations your user would want right i mean you can go ahead and create maybe somewhere that user can go and just have fun maybe play games but that's not adventure to some people adventure is what makes them have fun if you are telling them to go and be jumping in a bouncing castle or you are telling them to swim to them they don't see that as an adventure they want to have an adventure they want to probably go into the mountains to are doing some kind of bike hiking maybe do some kind of hunting animals in the bush maybe that's even what makes them have their own fun so it will make a whole lot of sense to create the product around that and by doing that you've been able to satisfy the user by giving them the adventure they need and the business objective is being satisfied also because the business objective was to create a new destination and you are, that's what you are basically doing. You are basically creating a new destination. Another example that most people might actually re- relate to it is, let's take a retail store, for example. So now, a, re- a retail store wants to, they want a customer um, loyalty. I mean, they want to retain customers. They want customers to return to... So now, you know, it's a, it's a different thing to have maybe 100 customers. And it's another thing to maybe 50 of those customers are coming back to buy something from that shop. You understand? So basically, what the um, retail store is particular about is making those um, customers, making those shoppers come again to buy products. So in a case like this, what you can do is to probably offer a loyalty program that provides discounts personalized product recommendation and mind you i don't think there's anybody well except for some people that are just so used with luxury right but 90 percent of the times people that go shopping would definitely want to they would they tend to buy something when the price is cheaper you understand so now by doing stuff like loyalty programs giving users discounts customers tend to buy products in fact they even want to come back to buy more because like it's cheaper it's basically cheaper who doesn't want to buy something cheaper right so that's another way you can balance um user needs users that wants to buy cheap stuff and a probably a company that wants to gain customers loyalty i guess um like I hope you understand what I'm trying to um, explain yeah, sure. here. So, yeah. Exactly. So I just felt like using those two examples would be better than just um, like maybe saying something else. So you let me just summarize it again. You do your user research to know the needs of the user. 
you meet with the stakeholder or with the whole team to know to have a clear objective of the of the business and then you find a common ground between those two and then you are able to get something that would satisfy both the business both the stakeholder and the users all right so that's why you know i mentioned also um, from start that you need to meet with the stakeholder at first before you even do any user research if you don't do that you'll be shooting yourself um, in the leg because you might even need to, to do the research all over again because everything you've done might not in any way be related to what the business goal is of course now business goal is even different from maybe for example you want to design a fintech product the business goal is different from design, just designing a fintech product even though you've designed a fintech product before you still need to understand the business goal in relation with that fintech product that you are designing so basically that's actually how you can um, find a common ground between um, the user and the business yeah thank wow. you <laughs> wow like you're just dissing information for us to understand this thing properly thank you very much <laughs> for that part yeah thank yeah, you very thank much you. for that part okay so um we we don't really have uh, um, much question anymore we just have um, two left and you could just like okay uh, give us what you understand about or what you know about it the first one is going to be on emerging trends or in user research and design we know we know we know everybody's gonna say ai 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 but i feel <laughs> i feel because everybody i've been inviting just mention ai 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 so aside ai i think that's where my question will be coming from now so aside AI, are there any other emerging trends or technologies um, in the field of user research? Alongside, what are your advice for um, aspiring develop- um, designers or researchers who want to excel in their careers? What do you feel they need to start developing at their early stage? Okay, so the first thing you... The first question is like some um, emerging trends. trends in okay. Well, aside AI, like you said, some other trends that we can um, think about is uh, and before I mentioned that there, there was this Twitter space I joined recently and um, someone said something there that actually made um, sense and what the person said was so I think the question was. Um, what do we understand by like trends and also like some emerging trends in the tech space, right? And the person said something about, you know, this space, this design space, and in fact, the tech, tech space as a whole, yeah. there's one thing or the other emerging at every point in time. What makes, so what the person said is, um, it's all about um, what makes sense to people or maybe what people see as being valuable that's what they come together to call a trend i don't even get what i mean by that so i guess this yeah so what this means is what um you see as a trend or what you see as a value or what people see as a value three years ago might not be the same again this time and 
which is why you also need to keep evolving in this um, tech space, in this design space, because if maybe 10 years ago, the kind of designs that people see as valuable is when you create a design, you must add drop shadow, you must add all the colors in the world. And that, that's, that's, that's when they get to know, that's when the stakeholder gets to know that, okay, this is what I paid for. I can see everything in this whole world, in this one design. That might be what they say has been valuable then. But now, the whole trend is different because nobody wants stress for themselves. They just want something simple and easy to understand. That's what they see as being valuable now. And that's what people come together and see as, okay, this is a trend. This is the new trend going on. This is the new trend. This is the new thing happening now. And this will take me to what I would like to mention. So aside AI, of course, everybody's coming out. AI, AI will do this, AI will do that. You can use AI to do, to cartoon yourself, to create picture and... As you know, ridiculous you yeah. can be. Whenever they see an AI come, they said when ChatGPT came, they said it to collect jobs from developers. There's this one. Imagine now um, that you can actually oh, just to generate a picture, and then they start saying that it to collect jobs from photographers. And in my mind, I and my wife were even saying, "Okay, just don't go and don't collect AI web to generate picture for your wedding, right?" Abby, as in, it's going to do your video for your wedding, <laughs> right? Of course. So, currently, AI is what people see as valuable, and it's one of the trends. So, another trend that we can look at um, now is the Web3 space. All right. Mm. So, Web3 space is also a new emerging trend now, even though currently it's not. Um, it's it's still in its early stage, all right, and it's not really fully into the. Um, how will I put this English? It's it's. Let me just leave it at that. It's still in its early stage, but it's part of the trend that is emerging now. And few years from now, it would like everybody would transition from the Web two space into the Web three space, all right, <clears throat> right. I personally myself have not fully moved into the Web3 space, right? But just like an advice, it will be a very good thing to to us, even if you don't want to move fully into the Web3 space, but at least have an idea. I'm very sure, you know, before we even the currently now the 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 we are currently in the web two uh, web two space. Before web two there was I think web one or web zero or something. All right. Yeah. So imagine there are some people that decided to just sit on stick to the that, old, those old, and but everybody is just using Web two now. When you talk about Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of those things are Web two platform. But imagine you decide to just stay with those old things, and then you just go absolute. All right. So even if you don't want to move fully into the Web3 space now, it will be good to do that because years from now, it might come to a point where Web2 would totally... Because Web3 is actually solving a very great um, problem in the world. And by the time Web3 comes fully into place, believe me, Web2 Web would have to just move away because let me explain what Web3 is. Web3 is just like, for example, right now we have Web2, right? And Web2 is, for example, maybe 
um um for bank for example now taking a bank for example bank is in between you and your money so sometimes you can relate with this sometimes bank will just send you a debit alert you'll be like what this is my money what are you debiting me for i didn't even make any transaction they will say card maintenance they will say this they will say that (laughs) and all of those things can be annoying you don't have full control over your money another example is facebook or instagram you you see these guys coming up with different policies by the time you break those policies or maybe you post something they have the power to delete that post that's like web 2 so the web one of the problems the web 3 space is solving is you have full control of all of these things you have full control of your money you have full control of any platform you are you, you are like those platforms can't even make some decisions except you give approval for it so who would not want something like that so by the time web 3 comes fully into place believe me web 2 would go and if you decide oh. to sit with web 2 you are gone honestly you so, have, so, the person will have limited opportunities exactly exactly there will be limited opportunities so even if you don't want to go fully into it it would be very good to start something have an idea about what that space is and there are some other um trends too that you might just search i mean if you go on youtube now and search maybe design trends product design trends user research trends photography trends any trends you will see a bunch of them and you can now i'm not saying you necessarily need to start jumping on all trends it might not be it might not be very good to start jumping on every trend that you see because some trends might actually not be good as well but it would actually be good to have idea about all of those things it would help you i mean having an idea about them is not bad is when you have idea about them when someone asks you something about that particular thing you are well informed about it and by the time in fact sometimes during your um, job interviews you you are being asked some questions and You've not done that thing before because you have an idea about it, about it. You are able to speak boldly about that particular thing and then you get the job, right? The fact that you have an idea about it, even though you've not done it before, it still gives you an edge, all right? Over others. So, sure. so exactly, over others. So that's actually, would, that would actually be one of the um, advices, advice I would give, which is to actually be well informed in the space all right and if you are just starting out as um, a designer one of the mistakes i said like i mentioned you might want to focus on just um ui design right i started with just ui design but i didn't just want to focus on that alone so i also i had to add ux to my um skill but even if you want to just focus on ui design it would be good to also have idea about what user experience design is about what user research is because for you to be able to design a successful product you have to understand the back end part so you know when when you are talking about development there's front end there's back end we have something yeah. similar to that to when you are designing user experience design is like the back end while user interface yeah. design is like the front end okay. which is what with it but if the back end is not solid believe me you can now let me just use this simple example before i round up so let's say for example 
I don't want to use fintech again because I've been using fintech too much. Let's say for a food app, I'm very hungry. I want to order for a food. I mean, there, I, I, there's this design that you created. The design is so beautiful, so simple. It's 100% in line with the current design trend that we have. But I have to go through 10 steps to order for food. I, I mean, I'm so I'm just, hungry. I'm just, that is a child's head of, really. I'm so like, that, hungry. That, that, I, that happened, funny enough, that happened recently, mm-hmm. right? And then okay. I was really hungry. I'd, I'd forgotten that, okay, the time I'd gone, I was indoors and... Yeah. And so in the evening, then I said, okay, let me just quickly order. And then I'm saying, register your name. Confirm your... <laughs> like, I necessarily might not come back to your house. I just needed it at that moment Definitely. just to my own Definitely. So why do all of the plenty plenty validations just for me to eat? Definitely. I mean for a product like a food app, you don't need so much information. If you are talking about the fintech products, I mean, it has to do with people's yeah, money, right? Very, yes, so, so, I mean, you can ask for a couple of questions and, of, in fact, it does not even have to be on the onboarding process. It does not have to be part of the onboarding process. But, of course, there are some important, uh, important questions that you must ask. But for products like a food app, I mean, I just want to eat. I don't have time to start imputing all my life information on your product just because i want to eat food all right so even though that product is beautifully designed but it's not solving the problem of the user because the problem exactly but because the problem of the user at that point was just to get something to eat and you are making the user go through a lot of process to get that problem solved believe me that user will not if aside not coming back to the product in fact the person might not even complete the process and just go and look for another um, product to use with a simpler user experience, which is why I said, even if what you want to focus on is the UI part, please, you must also have an understanding of the user. In fact, most of the times when you check job job description of strictly user interface um, job roles, when you check the JD, when you check the, the job description, there will still be some elements of user experience in this because these guys also understand that you can't just come here and be designing UI for us. You must also understand what you are designing, you understand? So that would be my advice. Be well informed about almost everything that is important in this space. And another thing I would like to um, advise you quickly on is, yeah, when you are working on products and you are working with a team, there will be a lot of conflicts especially maybe when you want to align the business goal with the user goal. I know I mentioned it the other time, simply, like, it looks so simple, but sometimes it might not be as simple as that, honestly, especially when you have some kind of stakeholders that are not ready to even succumb to your to your own solutions. And that's why user research is very, very important, because if you don't properly do your user research and you don't explain it to them, there's this common saying currently in Nigeria now. You go explain tire, no evidence. <laughs> you just explain and explain. So user your user research is like your evidence. So by the time you have all of those things solid, you are able to easily convince because sometimes the 
the um, business objective might not even um, be a good one and it might not even have any relationship to do with the kind of solution you are trying to provide. So sometimes working on the project, product, product, projects might be so annoying, maybe having a conflict with the, with the developers, most especially you can relate with that, like most of the time still you have a couple of conflicts. So please, oh, yeah. um, in situations like that, you shouldn't get angry. You should always be open to feedback. There's no complaint that we don't love. Yes, there's no complaint that we don't love someone that accepts feedback, no matter how those feedback comes. I mean, I've gotten some terrible feedbacks before and I just want to cry, right? Like terrible feedbacks, but you must learn how to take feedbacks and know how to compromise with those feedbacks. And one thing you must also understand is working with a team, we have developers, we have business analysts. These guys are also experts in their field, right? So when they are coming and then they are telling you that this function cannot be implemented, you should try and understand from that perspective because they have experience in that area. You don't have much experience in that area. So you must be able to get their feedback and then come up with a kind of compromise to still make sure everybody on the team is happy. Yeah, and by doing that, yeah. are, yes, and by doing that, you are still making sure that you are meeting the objective of the business and also of the user. By that, everyone is happy and you are loved by everyone. I mean, who doesn't want to be loved by everyone? So by the time you keep doing this, you keep solving problems, it all gets better. So that would just be my advice for everyone and yeah thanks for listening to my talk 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 <laughs> <laughs> actually it is very 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 educative right i thank you for yeah, thank you uh, honoring our invitation first and dishing out all of this information to the thank you so thank much you. so Welcome. we have actually come to the end of the podcast this episode especially okay. uh mm-hmm. so our listeners we are very very certain that they've actually learned one or two that's relating to uh they learned one or two that's relating to role of the user research in design the insight and practices they need to follow to ensure that okay research being done properly on the user they want to create design for us to make everybody happy so that you know according to what our guest just said make you no know, go explain tire because you know everything <laughs> okay yes, thank you so much elijah bolu we are happy to have you here and we are sure that when our listeners reach out to you on any social media platform you'll be open to accept their uh requests whatever questions yeah, yes, sure. I'm not sure one or two that we're reaching out after um, publishing this podcast. So thank you so much. Thank yeah, you. Be, See you be nice all. Question, so. Yeah. See you all next episode. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.